What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. So glad to have your time today. And I'm excited for this one. First time I'm, rec- I'm recording a podcast in a different city, in a different state, coming to you live or recorded from Atlanta, Georgia. My man Greco House in the building, man. What's How you up, doing? Teddy? How you doing? It's good to be here, man. Yes. Yeah, it's good to have you on the podcast, man. I've been following your moves and I know you, you're you Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Trying, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad you could take the time to, to, to talk with us today and talk with some of our listeners. For any of the listeners that they haven't been introduced to you, what you do, your music and things like that, I guess give a quick little rundown, five-minute resume of, yeah, of yeah. who you are. So uh, I'm originally based in New York. That's obviously where you and I met. We met in high school, which is, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit too, which yeah. is amazing. So uh, yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. And uh, my name is Greco. My last name is Greco. I go by Greco NYC as an artist. Um, I've been producing dance music for close to 10 years now. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's I've been grateful enough to uh, and, and fortunate enough to be able to take my craft and my passion for music all around the world. And that's what we're here for. We're at uh, Imagine Music Festival this weekend. Uh, we just performed yesterday. Nice. Uh, today we got off, so... Get to hang out and do this right now with yeah. the podcast. So thank you for all the listeners hanging out with us today. So let's get right into it. I love it. How'd the set go yesterday? Oh, it was beautiful, man. It was so much fun. I mean, we really lucked out with the weather too this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is their sixth year out here doing the Imagine Music Festival. And it's just phenomenal, honestly. Like the energy in the place was through the roof. Yeah. I mean, we were there almost 12 hours yesterday just kind of meeting everyone. And it's it's incredible to see the uh, dance music industry almost infiltrate all these like markets in the United States because for a long time it was only you know maybe New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, parts of California, parts of Florida, but now it's really starting to get more into uh, other cities in the states, which is incredible. This is my first time in Atlanta, yeah, and uh, I was you know able to play one of these huge music festivals, and you know they've got international. DJs from all over the world coming here this weekend. Um, also paired up with like charity work, and it's just all for a great cause, honestly, man. Yeah. So it's a had, pleasure. Had to be surreal and all that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd it love still to, is. Yeah, <laughs> pinch myself, yeah. right? I must be dreaming. <laughs> That's the thing. I'd love to kind of unpack, rewind, because like you said, we met in high school, and, and going from how we knew each other in high school to here we are, you're seeing the whole world, you, you're, you're, you're playing on stages, and you're meeting people. And you're living a life that I would say, from the outside looking in, right? Because a lot of people, they don't see behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But from the outside looking in, it could be something that people really aspire to and they they can respect from afar and appreciate. And obviously, that doesn't happen overnight. I know we were talking before you mentioned how you've been in the industry close to 10 years. And probably the influences, I would imagine, go farther past that. So I guess let's start from the beginning. When did you first start getting introduced to house music or got introduced to DJing and when did the mm-hmm. the bug start first biting you? Yeah, um yeah, I was really young. I mean, growing up in New York, we we were exposed to so much dance music back in the 90s too. Mm-hmm. 
um, even just uh, on radio play. So that's, I guess that was probably where it started. My parents were into disco and funk and all the, you know, soul. Mm-hmm. So from there, then my brother, who's about eight years older than me, was going to dance clubs in New York City when we were growing up in like high school. We couldn't mm-hmm. go to the clubs yet. So I'm over here grabbing my brother's CDs from the car and he's like, where's my, where's my, where's my house CD? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> Meanwhile, he goes into my room, pops open the CD deck. There's like six CD changer it's all the cds (laughs) so i mean that was pretty much it honestly like i really it was something fresh it was new it was it was different you know it was very different and uh for me that you know music's always been a part of my life i play piano um i've just been around it for so long and it just made sense to just i guess further involve myself and kind of fully immerse myself in music but it really just started just by having a love and passion for music i think Mm -hmm. that everybody shares like Music's a universal language, so I mean, that's why I really love it, is that you can take this music all over the world, and yeah. you'll be able to share that with everybody that you come across. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a mixture of music and business, and I, I mean, just the whole thing in itself was just, it, it was fascinating to me. It just grabbed you, right? Yeah, it was just, yeah, I just always gravitated towards music, so mm-hmm. that's ultimately what like I kept running into. I was, you know... I was really into business. My father's an entrepreneur. So that, you know, that sort of mindset was always there for me. Um, you know, aside from being the artist, I also wear another hat where I run a record label. So it's, it's tough. I'm sure you do the same thing where it's like, you're trying to do eight different things. So one day you got to wear this hat or another hat. So I think the industry has changed so much for dance music or just music in general is now with the power of influence and you got Mm -hmm. social media taking over. Now you have to be a marketing genius. You have to be into promotions. You have to have, you know, such a, I guess uh, a more well-rounded uh, vision for what you want to do in this business yeah. or in this industry. Some people are fortunate enough to have a team behind them and, and do all that and, and be specific to what they want to do as the artist. But just I didn't have that music. luxury. So I had, to, I kind of came up from just being really passionate about this and wanting to do it and continue doing it. And for me, instead of, you know, I didn't have those resources. So ultimately it came down to just me doing that Mm -hmm. for myself. Just stepping up and then kind of just jumping head first into it. Yeah, straight up, yeah. And as you start getting getting the influence with the music and that's all growing, at what point did you decide this is what you want to do? Because I think a lot of people, they have their passion projects, they have their ambitions, they have Mm -hmm. things that they love. And unfortunately for, for a lot of us, it doesn't become more than a hobby. Yeah. It doesn't become more than something we do on the weekends here and there. And, and I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people listening who have, they have that craft that they're working on, which doesn't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. At what point did you decide or were you able to kind of think of, Hey, this can be what pays the bills and what I do. This is, this is more than just a hobby. Um, yeah, I think it would, I would say right from the get go, like I knew exactly what I wanted to do here and and it didn't really boil down to money at that point because I was so young, like money wasn't even, you know, I'm still living at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can, you know, we're going to school or, you know, kind of going through the motions of most kids, you know, like we're just still trying to figure out what exactly we're, we're here to do or what we're passionate about or meant to do. And, uh, for me, I've always just been into music like music was always there for me like i've been through a lot of hard times music's always there man Mm -hmm. like and that's like without music i don't know if i'd still be here today yeah to be honest nah i hear that and uh you know with that like i started you know working more and more and trying to build up um 
pretty much just like my own brand. Mm-hmm. So, but with the music aspect of it, like I, you know, you just have to be passionate about it, and that's what I followed. I followed my heart. It's all love, man. Like yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, you got to do what you love. Yeah. So that was an easy decision for me. Now figuring out how I was going to monetize that—that that was a whole different ball game. <laughs> um, and that, you know, I mean, it, because when you're younger, you're not really in that mindset. You're just doing what you love. Like you're not thinking that yet. Mm-hmm. So as we got older. I would say when I hit 25 and I moved to New York, back to New York, because this was when I started my career in Florida. So during that time, I'm I'm the hobbyist. I'm exactly what you said, you know, doing it just for love, like not working, like not really doing it for money, like just having fun with it. Yeah. Um, then it got to a point where, you know, I, I went to, I actually had a trip to Europe. I was flown out by a company called Beatport. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the biggest dance music uh, distribution like platform, like an iTunes. Um, so they actually flew me and my friend out to London to go to a show and to meet uh, artists, and it, it just was it just opened my eyes to the reality of what we were in. And this is not just a hobby. You, you're, I'm starting to surround myself with people that are professionals. Yeah. And in the states at that time, this was maybe five years ago. I felt like. There was a lack of that in for for artists. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people weren't really taking it as serious as the people in Europe, and that's what I saw when I went to London. I've met all these peers of mine that I was meeting online, and you know everything's done digitally at this point when you're collaborating with artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wound up meeting all these people, and I'm like, wow, these guys are taking it serious. Like this, this is so much different from what I'm used to and what the what the energy is like in in the states compared to out there because in Europe it's so much more competitive. Yeah. And there's even schools for that. Like you, I mean they were ahead of us for the education of dance music. So they had engineering schools and production schools that were already starting to become very popular. And when I saw one in New York, I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to take my hobby and change it into a career. And it's like everybody needs a teacher, right? Like at the end of the day, like I was just trying to do everything myself. And then I had to be real with myself. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm not getting where I want to be. So I was like, all right, I need to go and take the next step. Go get, you know professional training and what this is all about because it's a very technical thing like Mm -hmm. being a musician is one thing but then being a producer you're gonna have to learn the programs all the different plugins that you're gonna use like the sonics of sound and like there's just so much to know and i think it just all comes through experience of course but having somebody guiding you through that and telling you what to do and what not to do it's just like going back to school it's the same thing but now i was going to school for something that i was really truly passionate about yeah so and you had I, somebody help you along the way. Yeah, and that was really when everything kind of broke for me. I, I signed my first record deal to Nervous Records three months into my my uh, semester there, mm-hmm. and ever since then it's just been just a steady you know climb. Yeah, and it's been so much fun. Honestly, like the people that you meet in this industry are just incredible. I mean, everybody's super down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all misfits, honestly. At the end of the day, <laughs> like this is dance music. It was like something that was really kind of. Uh, it wasn't really accepted when we were younger. It was, you know, it, it kind of came in and faded out real quick. 
And uh, nowadays, forget it. You listen to the radio now; everything is electronic music. Yeah, it's really kind of every genre. Yeah, yeah, even in, in hip hop, you could you could hear the everything. influence in yeah. pop, country, all yeah. of them. Country, especially now too. Yeah, which is country music. Not a lot of people know is like the biggest music in the United States. Mm-hmm. So infiltrating that um, demographic was really incredible. I think Avicii really hit it off. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I think he did it the best. Like he brought like that soulful country sound to dance music and kind of like made people a little bit more receptive or open to it at least so like you know thinking five years later now it's like just everywhere i mean it's all parts of the world i mean we we were talking earlier before the podcast started about other parts of the world that are starting to are just in their infancy for this music so for dance music is just starting in asia Mm -hmm. or in india as well is starting to get very very popular um so it's it's just an exciting time to be in this industry, and I'm really glad I pushed through it because <laughs> I, you know I'm working with some of these guys that have been in the industry for almost 30 years now, and they're just like I've been broke and rich and broke and rich like 10 times <laughs> over. It's crazy. Yeah, and I I guess it's like very um, I guess that's what keeps it, it, it exciting. It's humbling, you know? too, yeah, right? it really is because you know you wind up working with like the same people. And uh, you just run into it's a very small scene. Yeah. Like even though it's like worldwide, I still wind up running into the same people, like in an airport, or over in Europe, or out out over here in the states. And mm-hmm. it becomes a family, honestly. And like we're all in this together, and it's a very cohesive uh, culture that dance music is around. Because back in the day, it was like it kind of broke down barriers. Dance music was where, like you know. Just everybody who it doesn't matter who you were, it was just Race, all love. Color, people just came together, mm-hmm. man. I really and I, I took a jazz appreciation class like randomly mm-hmm. in college, and uh, that kind of gave me a better perspective on like the culture behind jazz. And yeah. then I saw the same. It was a parallel between jazz and house music because it was the same thing. It was like it brought people together that were kind of misfits or maybe it wasn't really like socially acceptable or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And that really kind of just, it made me realize that this music is, is another shot heard around the world. Like this is, there's something more to this than, you know, just being a DJ or producer. Like there's so much more. Yeah. And uh, I think that's like ultimately what I'm really like, that's what keeps me in this is like, it's a cultural thing. It's like a spiritual thing. So many different tracks like have come out with those vocals and those acapellas just like preaching pretty much. It's mm-hmm. like a very spiritual, soulful sort of music to, to vibe to. Yeah, I w- and I want to touch on the power of music and how of a, a universal thing it is because something you said before is, you know, a lot of times, and I'm sure many people can relate, a lot of our listeners can relate, they're having a bad day, a rough go at things, and then all of a sudden their favorite song comes on, a song that they've been having stuck in their head or something, it comes on and it instantly changes their mood. You'll, if you have a party, you want to get the party going, you want to get people ready, you play music. So the power of music, it's there to get people energized and things like that. But you also mentioned something, which I want to unpack is as much as you're willing to share, you said, you know, the hard times, right? Mm-hmm. G- music getting you through the hard times. You're like, if I'm quite honest, I don't know, without music, I don't know if I'd be here. Yep. I think a lot of people can relate to that. What has music done for you in those hard times, what are some of those hard times where music was that saving grace? Um, all right. So, th- I mean, it's going to sound really childish, but even just going through a breakup, you yeah. know, like I think that was like one of the first times that like, cause you feel alone when you're breaking up with somebody, you have this like 
bond with someone and mm-hmm. um you know and so it's more of an intimate thing so like it's not something that you're just gonna go to your boys about sometimes or you know like talk to your <laughs> friends and family about it's like more of a very personal thing that you want to deal with yourself so it's not like a life or death thing but it's still like something uh emotionally that you have to cope with mm-hmm. and bro i'm talking like maybe 13 14 years old and you're just going through love songs or like sad songs it kind of consoles you it makes you feel like you're not alone yeah so yeah the power of music is, is i call it magic i really do it's like there's nothing there's no other better way to to really describe it mm-hmm. um there's been a lot of times i mean like it's you know I, i've i've heard multiple stories from friends of mine like ev- i think one of the most incredible things at this point and this is what i really got into it for is when music did that for me i kind of set out in the same path like this is what i want to do for other people like how am i going to help other people out Mm -hmm. and music was always my avenue of you know doing that so recently in the last couple of years since i've been producing music i do have quite a people that will take the time to hit me up or send me a message and say hey man like going through a lot of things lately and your tracks like really just brought me out of like a funk or you know i was going through some stuff and now like you know i was just partying to your music or just vibing out to your jams and he's like i ultimately just feel so much better and like that's that's what it's all about honestly for me is just being able to share that with other people and if it helps them out of a it just amplifies your emotions in a sense when you have a great day you know you put on some happy jams and it just amplifies your happiness to that point and now mm-hmm. same thing when it's like you're going through a tough time it kind of just consoles you and like kind of just puts things into perspective a little bit and makes you like i guess uh just, it's soothing man yeah. it really is it just like kind of calms you down and makes you feel like you're not alone yeah so that's that's what i really love about this stuff is being able to uh share that yeah i feel like it's the instant mo- like it's the instant bond between people when like you're you're playing music and you're yep. vibing together you don't even know this person but you're you're just having a good time you're in a space where you're you're instantly connected and i think a lot of people relate to that and and kudos to having that mission of, of impacting others in a positive way. I think a lot of the art we put out as, as artists, me through the podcast, you through your music, we just, we want to inspire people. We want to help people. We just want them to, to hear our message. Cause I mean, quite frankly, we've probably been there before and we just want them to, to feel better in that situation. Yeah. Um, moving forward towards as you're building yourself up. As you're as you're trying to seek bigger and bigger stages, I'm sure from the beginning you mentioned the roadblock before you went to school, and then the schooling helped you kind of push through that. What are some other challenges along the way that you, as an artist, has experienced as as you're trying to build your craft, as you're trying to build your exposure and and get more people aware of who you are and what it is you do, more people to hear your music? What are some of the the obstacles you had to kind of get over along the way? Well, we're in a technologically advanced uh, society now. So, I mean, it's exactly what we're doing right here. I I really think you have to uh, kind of like think outside the box and and everything's been done these days, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's the biggest hurdle is trying to be creative and unique. And it's a funny it's a funny concept because a lot of people get it wrong and they try to overthink it. But at the end of the day, you just got to be you. Yeah, you are unique. You are loved, and this is who you are. And and you need to share that with the world. Don't try to be something you're not, because then you're just going to fall under another one of these categories. You're not going to be unique. So I think that's the most uh, 
challenging part of what we do as artists is to really stay true to your art and just make sure that just block out all the noise because there's a lot you know like there's a lot of influences around you being like oh this is popular now maybe you should go this route and that's always going to happen so it's really important i think to just stick to your guns and just make sure that you're really just doing it for you Mm -hmm. and then if people don't like it, whatever, it's, it's not for them, you yeah. know, like that, that's fine. Everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to that, but there are going to be people that relate to that. So I would say definitely that was a big hurdle for me. Um, and I think just, uh, like going to the record label now, that's been another, uh, I guess a new venture for me. I've only been in business maybe the two, two or three years. I think we're coming up on a third year in mm-hmm. March coming up in 2020. And uh, that was, for me, at least, like, just learning the business because I'm a business major in college, but I never learned about music business. Yeah. I've only just been exposed to it. Um, so I bought a huge book. I forget the, the name of it. I just read through the whole thing. I mean, just tried to educate myself as much as possible with the music industry because there's so much business to be had in this industry, but it feels like there's not really a guidebook or a rule book or anything. It's a, it's almost like the wild West. So you really have to be smart and, and, you know, carve out a piece of the pie for yourself. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. I I think that's probably another big uh, hurdle that I've had to go through is like trying to break out and do my own thing because it's really easy to kind of like fall underneath some of these brands and some of them are incredible. And I still, to this day, I'll work my ass off to go and push and, and get signed to these labels that I idolize Yeah, because it's just part of like my agenda. Like I really want to do this just for me though, because I've looked up to these guys and these record labels for years and years and years. So when you actually attain those goals, it just keeps pushing you and pushing you. So you want to like try to not focus too too far in the future you want to be pretty grounded and just make sure you have a lot of short-term goals Mm -hmm. um i think you psych yourself out like at least that was one of my problems is like i'm i'm thinking way too far i'm like (laughs) i want to be on stage already meanwhile i'm still in my bedroom producing music so it was a really you know it's like you said it's a humbling experience like going through these different waves and like even now like it's just incredible to be doing festivals now. And this is something that I've always dreamt about. Even when I was, I mean, we're talking 15 years ago when mm-hmm. I first got, like first discovered the music and I'm going out to ultra music festival in Miami when I'm like 18 years old, <laughs> you know, not even drinking, nothing yep. like totally sober, just watching these DJs going. I'm like, wow, I want to be there one day. Yeah. And I told myself that for years and years and, it's just really difficult and I'm just so grateful that like it's actually happened. Like this is actually going on now. Yeah. And, and you, uh, now you see yourself. And now on you the just stage. gotta make yeah, <laughs> and then you gotta hit more goals. I mean, we never stop. We're just hungry, man. And that's a really important thing. You have to really strive for these things, you yeah. know, because there's so many other people going after the same goal, the same dream. So just it pushes you even more. It's like our buddies that we met inside, like meeting guys like that. Um, their name is Yokai, so they're brand new. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that energy from like new artists and, and seeing how uh, educated they are already with the business and the marketing and promotions and what goes into because most people think, you know, looking from the outside in, it's just rainbows and sunshine all the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it, there's a lot that goes into all this stuff. I mean, there's t- countless hours of mm-hmm. planning and 
thinking of your logo and your brand and you know just it's incredible man and honestly like I, I wouldn't change it it's been so much fun and um, I think we're just getting started, to be honest. Like, nice. I feel like it's just the beginning. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. And Kay, keep going. Keep staying hungry. <laughs> I love the fact that you mentioned that because um, even just kind of was reading psych- psychology would always say, you know, it's, it's harder for a champion to repeat because the person that's contesting the champion's hungrier oftentimes. It's hard to keep that hunger once you accomplish what you were trying right. to accomplish. So yeah. keep setting those goals. Keep going on to the next one. And something you said earlier, and I love how you have both ends, right? Because you mentioned when you first went to Europe and you're, you're meeting with these people who are doing it professionally, that opened your eyes as to this is possible. This is something you can do. And then now when you kind of get to that step where you're, you're making this your livelihood and you see these new up-and-coming artists these new artists that are coming into the game and you see their hunger and that freshness having that perspective helps keep you hungry so i think it's, it's inspiring yeah to yeah. kind of sandwich, sandwich yourself between the people who are where you want to be but also the people who are trying to get to where you are because mm-hmm. it keeps you hungry and it keeps you something to aim for and it really opens your eyes man I yeah love it's that. important i i, I I'm very fortunate to be surrounded guys by yourself as well. I mean, like, appreciate that. It's just, I think it's really important who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And, my, you know, my parents always used to preach that, like, you know, like, oh, you're hanging out with riffraffs over here. You're going to turn <laughs> out like that. I'm like, relax, relax, you know? Yeah. But it's really true <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, you know, when you're starting to get into business for yourself, you really do want to surround yourself with ambitious people that have that same hunger yeah. because you're only going to push each other. Yeah. You know, it's like friendly competition. Yeah. And I I love that. And, and that's, you want to see them win? Yeah, man. Honestly, like I want to see them win so I could come back and, and beat them next year. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just keeps a really healthy um, relationship between all the people within the dance music scene. Mm-hmm. I really don't see a lot of conflict or, you know, things like that. It's very cohesive. It's all about love. Like this music was derived from that it's all about bringing people together so i mean if you're deviating from that then you really shouldn't be in this industry you know Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm very fortunate to be in this industry and i think there's really no better place for me to sit yeah because i just always want to keep pushing people to strive for greatness and just to do what's best for them as well so Yeah. yeah i mean the people in this industry are incredible and Honestly, it's just been such a ride, bro. <laughs> nice. Well, keep, quick, yeah. buckle up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we start wrapping things up, um, you were talking about um, a Twitch stream that you saw because you were mentioning how this industry has been crazy on what it can infiltrate, not just other genres, but the music industry really kind of infiltrating gaming and, and other industries, whatnot. One of those things you saw firsthand with, with Twitch the streaming service yep. and also a charity. Talk a little bit about that, what you were exposed to. Yeah. So, um, when we arrived to the festival, they have, uh, it's imagine music festival and they have a Twitch gaming, uh, sector inside the building. And as we walked in, I'm looking at super smash brothers, Mario Kart, like counter strike, all these computer games like set up. And I'm like, that already strikes my head. I'm a gamer from the get-go. Yeah. So I walk in there and I'm like, and I'm already starting to see the trend of music and gaming coming together. And I was unaware of it. And the fact that they're pairing it up with um, with a charity is incredible. When I was in martial arts as a kid, that's all we used to do is demonstrations for charity. Yeah. And I thought that was just incredible. And I mean, I'm aiming to do exactly that with music. And already seeing people pioneering that is incredible. And, uh, I mean, they're just, it's exactly what you said. You're like, you're starting to market, uh, dance music and, and reach even a broader audience 
when you start bringing in different platforms like that, like the the gaming industry is just absolutely blowing up. Uh, for example, they had Marshmello mm-hmm. do an in-game concert on the game Fortnite, which was just out, like I couldn't believe it. I actually I had to log into the game and go see it for myself because yeah. it was that I, it was revolutionary. Nothing like that has ever been done in this industry. And I think they tallied up to about 10 million people logged in for about 10, 15 minutes to see Marshmello DJ inside of a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, there's your Are we validation. in the future or what? Yeah, <laughs> there's the proof right there. 10 million people logging in. Yeah. There's one thing if you build it, but when they come, you know you got something, right? Yeah, it's, an, it's incredible, man. And honestly, like, I think that synergy between all these different platforms is really important. It's going to ultimately help everybody out. Yeah, definitely. Now, we, we talk about no rain, no rainbows on this podcast. Obviously, we go through the rain to get to our rainbows. What are some of the, the goals you're chasing now, the rainbows that you're working on, and, and what's next for, for Greco NYC? The, the, wow, I love that. I love the name, too. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, right now I'm, I'm in the middle of a new venture and it's the, definitely the scariest thing I've ever gone after. Cause we all take risks here, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking a shot and I'm really confident with it because I used to host events when I was working at radio stations as a kid, I was 18 years old working at clear channel radio, which is iHeartMedia Media now. Mm-hmm. And we were just constantly just hosting music events, but never for dance music. It was country music, rock, hip hop pop music but never never dance um and i don't know why it never occurred to me to do something like that for us because i've you know we're here at imagine music festival this thing is a huge massive thing yeah so it's very hard to comprehend or to even strive to do something like this but i guess as we get older we start you know like kind of growing into ourselves being more confident with our abilities like we've already taken a bunch of risks in our life we know to assess what you know what's more doable or what's kind of like out of reach you know like you don't want to play yourself yeah you want to be very real with yourself so i think like at this point um you know i just it just clicked you know i was like wow you know i'm doing this i'm djing producing you know we got a management company set up we're doing promotions again and the industry is really starting to transition into the festival culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would love to go out during the day for a couple of days on a weekend or a holiday weekend rather than going to a club on a Friday or Saturday because you're spending about the same amount of money, you know, and you're only maybe seeing one or two DJs. But if you go to a festival, it's like you're seeing almost 100 DJs yeah. in a span of three days for a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's like something interesting. They bring artwork. They bring really cool installments of like, uh, I mean, they just get they're getting more and more creative now. This one has an ocean theme. So mm-hmm. everything was based off of that. Um and now we're we're about to do the same thing in Florida. So I'm I'm in another transitional period. When I was 25, I hit uh, New York to go back to school, and maybe I'm a year behind because I'm 31 now. So I was hoping at 30, but I had uh, my uh, an old friend of mine was he was like, "Don't worry about the timing. Just as long as you're doing it, just yeah. rem- you know, remember that. Like, give yourself a time frame, but don't don't beat yourself up if you don't make it by 30 or whatever. Like, don't keep that over your head. Like, that's gonna change anything. Sometimes it happens quick. Sometimes it takes a little more time." Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much where I'm at. And I'm really excited to go back home to Florida where I lived for about seven, eight years and where I started DJing. 
um, and bring something really creative and fun and new for the dance music community in Florida. Awesome. So I, that's as much as I can say for now. I sw- we're gonna do another one of these, maybe in a month or two or three months. Like, hopefully, we can brush on that subject again because I'd love to really get more deeper into that because it's a really exciting venture. Yeah, and just being able to share that with you guys, I think, would be really cool and inspiring because. You know, you have to take risks in life, you mm-hmm. know, to, to really like it's it's that glory moment, you know, like without great risk, you know, that you might not ever be able to attain those goals that you were like, oh, that's crazy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I can never do that. Or people will look at you like you're crazy for even mentioning doing something like that. Yeah. Or like, you know, so don't if your dreams don't scare you, then you ain't dreaming big enough. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. That's like uh, David Bowie, I think, was saying that uh, in one of his interviews. And that really stuck with me. I mean, and he was a huge innovator for music, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And um, I try to just kind of uphold that, you know, with everything that I do and try to just like give 110 percent. So nice. It's exactly what we're going to do out in Florida. It's going to be another festival. Um, it's going to be Labor Day weekend, 2020, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mark your calendars. And, yeah, we're going to do it up. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to bring a lot of really interesting acts, like people that you may, may or may not have seen in a while. Yeah. We're going to do some nostalgia. We're going to do some new cutting-edge music, and we're really going to try to bring the Twitch and the gaming together. Like We're really going to try to just bring a full-circle kind of festival and community event for the town as well because this is all going to be spread out within that that uh the city of st yeah. petersburg and and i think that's why a lot of these places like we've played uh festivals in detroit for example and the city is not doing very well but when we come in and this this festival comes in for example i mean they're generating so much income like the the police the fire department they're all getting overtime like and they love it they come to us and they're all like they're happy like i've never seen people so like excited to be you know they're like working with us and and it's incredible to see that dance music is able to you know help people like that yeah you know and that that i never saw until like recently nice man and now it's actually you know if i'm capable of doing that or even have a shot at it i'm gonna take the shot go for it absolutely well i can't wait to see how it turns (laughs) out i'll be i'll be tuning in and of course i'll be watching you every step of the way and i'll be marking my calendar too yeah man we'll have you out there we'll do an we'll do a podcast on site i love that right on stage let's do it (laughs) yeah that'll be great (laughs) live audience (laughs) so for anybody that wants to keep in touch with with the progression of that how can people reach out get your music how can they get in touch with you find out what you're doing where you're going to be performing yeah absolutely where you're touring next um, Instagram is Greco's House. Um, and then if you really want to go on like iTunes, Apple Music, um, Spotify, you can search uh, Greco NYC. And right. I'll come right up. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I'll have all those links in the show notes and everything for everybody. Man, thanks for thanks for taking <laughs> the time today out here in oh, the it's sun. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Like we got to catch up too. It's been almost 10 years since we got to hang out. I so know. It's man. amazing, man. I love the fact that you're doing this. And you're able to help people like myself, and, I, and it's just incredible what you're doing. And I wish you all the best with the podcast and nice. and the future, man. I appreciate it. Well, we're definitely going to be crossing paths again soon because I, I just <laughs> like I've always kept an eye on what you're doing. And, and likewise, man. Likewise, and it's good to see. Once once I got the the shout from Greg when he's like, "Yo, we're going to be 
in Atlanta, two hours up the road. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I can make that work. So yeah, and thank you for taking the trip, man. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And anybody watching on on YouTube right now, you see the pool over here. You know, Greco's living good. We might take a dip. We <laughs> yeah. might take a dip in a minute. <laughs> yeah, jump in right after. But man, thanks so much. And uh, we'll definitely be doing another one of these on stage Sounds at your great. music festival. I look I forward to for. it, man. All right, man, Greco. Thanks, thanks so, so much, much. bro. And anybody that made it to the end of the episode, we appreciate you. And we always say at the end, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. There you go. Let's Love grow. it. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, guys. Yeah.